You know, if only people knew how ghetto this show actually was. Oh, they know. Trust me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you fooling? <laughs> Hello, interwebs, and welcome to another episode of Fusion Underground. This is episode 63, and here at the Fusion Underground, what we try to do is we try to make sense of the world by having principled discussions about such topics as entertainment, current events, po politics and culture. Our mission is to educate people to become critical thinkers so they can live more empowered and happier lives. And to do that, we are talking about the sexes on this crazy special series of, of uh, episodes that we've been doing now. This is what, our third one? This on is the, our on the, third on the, one, yes. On the session, on the session, yeah. So we're trying- Of the sexes, not of the sexes, like as in having lots of. <laughs> sexes, as in male right, and as female. In, as in male and female, of the genders, <laughs> the, the sex wars, if yes. you will, so to speak. Oh, God. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. We're, we're trying, we're really trying to help people with this series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, we are. Sorry, I heard I heard the first part. We're trying. We're really we're trying. trying. We're, we've always been really, really trying right. with what we're doing, doing here. But yes, in particular with this yeah. uh, series, we are um, putting, trying to put our best foot forward and make right. a conscientious effort to educate people. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting ready for our Sun way. Devil football. Good for you. My my maroon and gold here. You got maroon and gold hanging in the back. Yeah, I got maroon and gold. See? It's actually burgundy gold. Thank you very much. Not Whatever. maroon and gold. It's maroon you, and gold. You shut up with your scum devil crap. <laughs> Go devils. No. Sorry, just no. No retort. Just no. <laughs> just no. <laughs> no. Uh, they'll probably biff it again and they'll break my heart, but you know, whatever. Oh, right. you'll get over it like you do every, every single season. Every season. Since Go the devils. beginning of time. Give them hell, devils. Bear down, cats. Um, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I hate, I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you so, so, so much. We are going to talk about sex, the actual act of. See, aren't you glad this. I clarified this earlier? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're actually going to talk about sex on this one because we're continuing our whole series. Now, for those who have not yet gone back and listened to the first two episodes of this series this is what did we say what what episode did we say this was 63 so if you go back to episode 61 where we kicked this whole thing off um, we've been talking about a book that's called for women only which two which we are reviewing as two dudes that also yes. important yes. to clarify right yes as two dudes 
<clears throat> and for those who don't know, just a brief recap of the book. Um, we discovered this book and what was what's interesting about this book, it's actually written to women to educate them on what happens in the minds of us men. Correct. And, and how men are actually a little bit more complicated for women to understand than previously thought. I'm not saying overly complicated. No, and, and I, I can appreciate what you're saying, but I don't, I don't know that I agree with the word complicated. I don't think okay. we're complicated at all. I think there are misconceptions about well, but, but the male would psyche. Be, but would it be fair that maybe to women, women might perceive men as being a little bit more complicated than what they originally thought? We're very simple. I think we're very simple. We are incredibly simple you. creatures. Yeah. Um, absolutely simple creatures. And, and I think women like to believe that their man um, is more complicated and that's why they can't figure us out. But really, right. we're not. You just... right. You're and just maybe, looking at the situation incorrectly. And, and maybe women are, maybe if there were women listening to this thinking, oh yeah, men really are simple, but maybe you've actually oversimplified it a little bit. Okay. Maybe, maybe you know, there could be an oversimplification. There. Well, I, I, I think what this actually does is reveal, and that's why she called it eight revelations, really is what she goes over, um, into the, the insight of men where I think women believe that there are things that men just, are either not a big deal and men should be able to just get over or right. change or think differently. Um, what I think Shanti Felden actually gets into is recognizing that these eight key components are hardwired into the male brain. Um, and they truly are. And this is backed up by not only physiology, but also psychology. Yeah. So. Well, and it's a great book because I, I gave a lot of, it gives a lot of insight into how men think or at least approach different major, I don't want to say major either, but just very common things that happen in relationships. And she kind of peels back the, the onion, so to speak, to see, to kind of explain what men are going through because us men don't really talk about these things. And in fact, most, the reason why we don't talk about them is because, well, quite honestly, we don't know how to talk about these things. We don't know how or you know, we're, we're dudes. So we're yeah. a little bit slow sometimes. Yeah. Um, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time. Um, and for most of us, we probably knew all of these things, but didn't recognize them as being core parts of our being. I think right. you put it best. You thought you were weird for feeling this way in some respects. So before yeah. we kick off into this, why don't we, we, we go through at least the four we've already covered so far, just real do you, briefly. Do you have them up? Yep, I sure do. All right, go so, for it. So, um, revelation number one: men need respect, and Huge. and this is absolutely key. Probably more, I'm gonna say, I think, of than any of these other seven. If yeah. a, a a woman were to recognize this as a key value for a man, it will save a marriage. Right, and the key yeah. thing about it, the key thing about that that was so big for me in that particular revelation is that. Um, the feeling of love is this is just the sec the opposite side of the coin of respect. So they they go hand in hand. Right. That in essence, if men are not feeling respected, then they're not feeling loved in a relationship. So that was huge. Correct. What's the next one? Correct. The next one is men are insecure. That's the <clears throat> excuse me the perception. Really, men deal with constant feelings of inadequacy. Yeah, we were we're really faking it a lot of the time or, yep. or we think we are right. 
many, many um, of the time. The next was um, the the false perception is men need or check out um, in difficult situations when in reality men actually need to process information yeah. individually and then return to and re-engage. Right. So when you get into an argument, when your man says, I'm out of here, I got to get out of here, right? There, there are two things that men feel, and that is either the, 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 the fight or flight response. And we don't want to fight with you because we know that that's going to lead to dark things. If we fight, we might say something we're going to regret or whatever. So we want to, we want to withdraw and we need to think about it. And often women try to hold that against us and say, don't be a child and, you know, stand here and let's talk it out. And women want to talk through those things. And men, the best way to at least communicate better with your spouse is to say, Hey, you know what? We're good. I love you, but give me an hour or two to get over the anger. And then I'll be able to tell you what I actually think. Right. And what right. It's essentially um, stimulation overload for Correct. men's very simple processing components yeah. in their brain. Yeah. And uh, they need to be able to back out to clean the slate and reprocess everything. Right. So, and then the, the last one that we covered was the mental burden that men go through taking on the provider role. Yes, huge and, men and want to provide, how, you need to provide. And how many different aspects of their lives that actually consumes and how much of their mental faculties that actually consumes. And is in, even in little things as far as, you know, going to the grocery store or yeah. fixing a door handle or, you know, anything, everything that ever happens, it's a man's way to provide. Right. And so that can be very consuming. Very consuming. So um, those and, are the ones we've covered thus far. Even, even if, uh, even if the, even if the wife, the spouse, if, even if she makes plenty of money, there's always going to be that inherent need in a male to provide for his family, to provide something to, because we don't want to sit around and not provide on some level. So we have this undying need. So you have to cut your guy some, a little bit of slack, or at least recognize that need. And often women don't necessarily want the guy to be working so hard, but you need to communicate that to him so that he can, he knows it's okay to back down and not spend so much time working. Right. And, and I, I, I didn't mention this, uh, at least I don't think as well last week, but I do want to touch on this point real quick. Mm -hmm. Money is absolutely irrelevant to a man when it comes to providing. Right. And what I mean by that is the money that he brings in is just a means it's actually the act of providing that matters. I don't care if you have a stay-at-home father. He's still enacting his level of providing for the family, except now it's the cooking, cleaning, laundry, chores, housewife, all of the other stuff. He has to do that. And ladies, if you're one of those out there who you are the breadwinner and he is the one at home doing all that other work, I'm sure you can relate that there is times he's gone absolutely nuts when something threw off that normal household routine. It's because yeah. it's interfering in his job, in his role in being that provider for the family. Making the money does not matter. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> good stuff there. All right. So there's a recap. Yeah. What are we so, on to next, Dr. Well, Ramirez? <clears throat> Before, before we get into that, there's, I, I've been receiving a lot of really good feedback about the last couple of episodes about what we're talking about. Um, a lot of folks are telling me they're sharing it with friends, um, and we are getting a lot of play uh, from these 
from these episodes. It's not Good. really why we did it. No. Um, it's not why we did it, but it's kind of inter- It's kind of neat to hear that. But one of the things that I just wanted to be able to clarify, interesting thing happens when you're talking about these, t- these sorts of things. Um, and this is how the internet works. The way the internet works is we talk about a particular topic and Jason and I will say, we really like watermelon. And then what happens, and it's happening with these series, somebody comes out and says, so you hate mango? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even talk about what? mango. I'm talking about watermelon and I'm talking about how much we love watermelon. And now, yeah, but you hate mangoes and you hate oranges. And what about apples? You don't like those either? Are, are we being called women bashers? <laughs> well, <laughs> We're, I'm having to I'm having to qualify um, the type of men that we're talking to because what's what's happening is people are coming out and saying, well, there are men who are just lazy bastards. I'm not talking about those guys. Well, then pick a different dude. Right. Remember, ladies, <laughs> you picked him. Well, <laughs> you picked him. If you think your guy's an asshole, a jerk, or whatever. You pick them, okay, first of all. But second of all, we're not talking about, you know, on this show, go ahead. Let me help you. Let let me try. Please, go ahead. We we are reviewing two books for women only and then for men only, keeping in mind that this was written by a um, psychologist Mm -hmm. with the intent of giving this as a resource to help men and women in relationships, strengthen those relationships. If anyone out there in the sound of our voice is in a relationship that they have no interest in strengthening, then this series is probably not for you. And that's not a judgment thing, but that's okay. That's okay. But even if this is not for you and you think that you're significant other is just a lazy low life and not gonna this isn't gonna benefit you then either choose to listen to this so that you have a better understanding of the opposite sex as well as yourself yeah and take that information in as a positive thing or you know simply tune out that's okay no judgment on our end but maybe we haven't qualified that that's the whole point of why these books were i think essentially written and why we are choosing to actually review them but but that's and and you're absolutely right. I totally agree with everything you said. But w- what I was what I what I was trying to say is that um, we're we're talking to good people. We're we're talking. We're gonna do the we're gonna do the the second book that Shanti Feldhahn wrote, where she's unwrapping women for men. She's talking, or actually, her husband um, through his voice, he's talking to men about how women think and act and process things in their in their minds. But look, we're assuming that we have two people in a relationship that are good people. There's a difference there. I'm not talking about the relationship where the the husband is addicted to crack cocaine, is an alcoholic, beats his wife. We're not. That's already not a good guy. He's already there's there's a completely different set of issues that are going on there. We're. I'm trying to talk to those people to about the men that are good, decent, hardworking men out there that's who we're talking to. So when people come to me and say, well, what about the alcoholic abusive, you know, husband, I'm not talking to them. I don't, 
that's a whole other set of issues that are going on. We're not, we're not talking, we're talking about God fearing, hardworking, decent law abiding men who are, who are doing their best to be part of a relationship who want to love their wives or their girlfriends, et cetera, and who want to care and provide for their family. That's who we're talking about. And we're right. going to flip that. And we're going to assume the same type of thing when we talk about women and what women are thinking about. Correct. I, so I just wanted to kind of get that off my chest. Very good. Off your chest. Very good. All right. And keeping in mind. Yeah. We're two dudes. We're just two dudes. What the, what, what the hell do we know? Well, no, nah, hold on. I wasn't going to go that far. I'm <laughs> simply saying there is only so much perspective we are yeah. going to be able to offer. Yeah, and newsflash, it's going to come from the male perspective. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We're a couple of guys. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and pretend I'm a chick and I know how chicks think. Not right. going to happen. Right. Dr. Ramirez, maybe a little bit, but probably not going to happen either. <laughs> yes. All right. <clears throat> okay. So we're we're going to kick this one off with a section that uh, everybody wants, wants to talk about, and that is sex. Yes. Sex. Sex. Right? Okay. So to lay, to, to lay the groundwork, you know, most people, uh, and I think a lot of women perceive men this way, that we are just one gigantic testicle walking around. Um, two. Two. Well, two. Yeah. Most of us. <laughs> I have two. Okay. Well, I, I wasn't asking. I just, you know, most. I do have most. a buddy who only has one. We won't get into that. That John, poor. I love you. Oh, you na don't, don't, <laughs> never name drop, especially that is beyond John. Uh, I'm very it's sorry. John. There are plenty of Johns. How many you Johns do I know? Probably 10. I don't know, but I, okay. Uh, <clears throat> we're probably going to get, we're probably going to get taken down for a HIPAA violation <sighs> or something. Now. Okay. Moving on. So <laughs> we're going to be talking about sex. Uh, yeah. We're so, going to be talking about sex. I do know that the the misnomer is, at least as far as women understand, men want more sex. Um, yes. That's true, but yeah. the reality is, is men want to be desired. Huge. And that, I believe, is an incredible difference. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's tremendous. I want to read a little passage from the book here because... Uh, it's under this section in this chapter where um, Shanti says sex fills a powerful emotional need. And the passage is this quote, making love with you assures him, you meaning his wife talking to the woman, remember, making love with you assures him that you find him desirable, solves a deep sense of loneliness and gives him the strength and well-being necessary to face the world with confidence. And of course, sex also makes him feel loved. In fact, he can't feel completely loved without it. At the most basic level, your man wants to be wanted. What did you think about that when you read that? This, this was, I mean, this struck a bell with me so, so cleanly. Yeah, um, it's tremendous for me. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. You know, ladies, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to put this as... as eloquently as possible men want to have sex with you that's of course we do. reality of course, of course we do yeah. now when this comes to again we're talking about the husband wife relationship 
your husband, unless there's, and I'm not talking about situations of infidelity, he wants to make love to you and only you, just like yeah. you do. Yeah. But he wants you to actively participate. He wants you to show interest as well. There is, n- I, I don't know very many in, anyway, guys out there that want a wife who is submissive and just gives up whenever him he is interested I hope that's making sense. He really does want you to want him. Keeping in mind, revelation number two, that man's always faced with this sense of inadequacy. This happens in the bedroom too. So you actually wanting and desiring him makes him feel wanted and desired. It's, it's, you're, you're talking to the, the, really the male ego, if you will. At that point, he actually feels it props him up. It lifts him up. Now he can conquer anything and he can go, like you said before, he can go slay dragons for you because he's ready to do that. You're actually fulfilling a sense of um, not want. And I don't want to keep saying desire over and over again, but when you're actually feeding that in him, he's propped up to do more for you. And this so, isn't a quip pro crow either. I'm not saying that, but there is an incessant ladies. I know you want your men to want you. You want to feel desirable. You want to feel sexy and you want him to be attracted to you. Why would you think that would be any different for him? Right. It is not the man's job to initiate and to get the juices flowing and get the desire happening and getting all why is that's not his job that's both of you together you share that so share that moment so i i was in a uh and you know this i'm gonna share i'm gonna share this like an open book because quite honestly um i've gone through a lot of self-realization when i was reading this when i was reading this book um you know, I was in a I was in a relationship where our sex life just stopped, really came to a to a halt, and and I was I was told uh, I kind of made a little comment <clears throat> about the lack of sex that we were having, and the response that I was given was, "Well, that's your job. Your job is the one to come on to me," and the response that the response that I felt inside was, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to always be the one in pursuit. I'm, I'm not going to do that. And of course, so that just led to us never having sex anymore. Um, and there was, there was a part of me that felt terrible, but I couldn't, I couldn't square the way that I felt. And I thought that I was an outlier and I thought, well, why not? Why shouldn't I always be pursuing? But it felt for me that if I was pursuing that, then all she's doing is giving, giving it up for my gratification because I wanted it. Um, and that wasn't a good place to be in. And then when I read this book, I thought I saw this, I read this chapter and I, and I thought this explains it. This is, I'm not alone here. I'm not the only guy here. Here's a, here's um, really interesting. You know, this was based on a survey um, where she compiled all of this. And there, here's an interesting question that was asked on the survey. It says, it says, with regard to sex, for some men, it is sufficient to be sexually gratified whenever they want. 
For other men, it is also important to feel wanted and desired by their wife. How important is it to you to also feel sexually desired by your wife? Choose one answer. And what's what was really interesting, 66% of respondents said very important. And 31% of respondents said somewhat important. So, I mean, you're talking 97% of the men surveyed, and this was given to thousands of men here. It's important for men to feel desired. And that is huge. And then the second question here, and then I'll give it over to you for your input here. The second question on this survey under this category said, imagine that your wife offers all the sex that you want, but does it reluctantly or simply to accommodate your sexual needs? Will you be sexually satisfied? Choose one. 26% of men said yes, they would be sexually satisfied. 74% said no. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I don't ever want to roll over in the middle of the night and start suggestively rubbing my back and have her turn to me and go, look, I'm tired, but if you really need to fine, make it quick. Right. If I hear that, you know, what's on, I'm like, well, forget it. Then Never I mind. Right. And, and I do think that that's, I don't think I'm alone actually right. reading this book. I know I'm not alone. Ladies, we're with you because we want to be with you and we want to be with you in entirety. And sex is a part of that. I don't want to walk down the, uh, the path of marriage and the path of life alone or leading out ahead with you tugging along behind. And I don't think most men want that either. We want somebody who's going to be our partner that we can walk side and side hand in hand with. <clears throat> and that includes in the bedroom. Yeah. There was a, there was an interesting quote here um, from a, from a man here that, that was interviewed by the author. And he said this, when she says, no, I feel that I'm rejected. No is not no to sex as she might feel. It is no to me as I am. And I am vulnerable and I ask or initiate it's plain and simple rejection. So when, when the, when the wife says, no, I don't want to have sex. A lot of men feel this way. Mm -hmm. A lot of men feel like you are literally rejecting us. Uh, and, and there's a, there's, there's a reason why sex for men is important because it is a way that, um, that men feel loved and, and desired. But what's, what's, what's more important around it is that it gives men confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we already talked about how we go out into the world and we don't know whatever, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Um, we're often asked, you know, in our jobs to do things that we've never done before. Um, and we realize, well, we got to figure it out how to do that. Uh, a lot of things that we're, we encounter on a daily basis, what, even if it's around the house, we don't know what the hell we're trying to do. Uh, and, and so when you couple that with a lack of desire from your own wife, you know, you, you're already vulnerable. And when you can feel vulnerable with your, with your wife and know that she's got your back, it makes, it makes your guy, it makes your man feel a tremendous amount of confidence to be able to go out into the world and do what he needs to do. Right. So are we, do, are we, you know, in talking about this, there, there are probably a bunch of people 
thinking, you know, listening to this saying, well, he just needs to get over that. Sex isn't everything. What do you say to that? You're right. Sex isn't everything. But on the flip side, sex is a physical expression of intimacy, which actually relays emotion. I mean, so you take it from the female perspective. If your man said to you, I don't want to be around you anymore, how badly would that hurt you? How deeply would that cut you? I'm, I'm assuming that would be incredibly hurtful. Yeah. And, and you would be washed with these feelings of he doesn't love me anymore. He's found somebody else. You know, he wants to be separated. You know, I don't, I don't even know. When you say to a man, no, I don't want to have sex with you. That's what you're saying. Or at least that's how his brain interprets it. Because yeah. if you don't want me physically, then you don't want me, period. Yeah. Um, and what I like about the book is it, it gives a flip side. So yes, we feel, you know, by having sex with our spouses, with our wives, we, we feel a greater sense of confidence. We feel desired. We feel that we can be vulnerable and be protected by our spouse. But the flip side to that is it can have severe psychological ramifications for men. Um, this was, this was one that was just, um, absolutely heartbreaking. Um, and this was words from, from one of, from one of the men who took this survey and participated in, in these, uh, in these focus group and interview sessions. And here's what this guy said. He said, we've been married for a long time. I deeply regret and resent the lack of intimacy of nearly any kind for the duration of our marriage. I feel rejected, ineligible, insignificant, lonely, isolated, and abandoned as a result. Not having the interaction I anticipated prior to marriage is like a treasure lost and irretrievable. It causes deep resentment and hurt within me. This in turn fosters anger and feelings of alienation. I was that guy. I, I didn't say these words. These words are not mine. But I, I was that guy. And, and I was I was floored when I read this chapter because yep. you know we're we're taught, we are told that as men, we shouldn't be as sexual beings as we are, that we shouldn't want set, we shouldn't be there demanding sex from our wives. Or if they're if we are, you know, if we're walking around horny all the time, that that says something negative about who we are as men and that we're supposed to overcome that. Why? Because women don't necessarily place as much significance on sex as we do. Although some women do, but he, this is the kind of emotional and psychological hurt that men can feel when they are not sexually active with their spouse. Um, and it is heartbreaking. And I, and especially when I read that, and, you know, and I thought this, I thought I'm with, I'm, I'm this guy, I'm this guy here. Yeah. I, um, I, and that's not I, in a good, that's not a good place to be. No, I remember I was, I was heartbroken reading those as well. Just imagining, um, being in that place. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking that at best, this is a man headed for divorce at worst. I mean, we're looking at the last words of somebody who's about to commit suicide. I mean, this is yeah. serious mental depression and this is what happens. And I don't, huh, 
I, I, I can feel the natural tendency out there for some people to say, well, just get over it. That's not possible. Right. And, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but you've got to really, if ladies out there, please, for the love of God, listen to me. And, and men, I'm sure you can understand what, what um, Dr. Ramirez and I are talking about here and, and relating to what Dr. Feldman's actually already written down. But sex is a vital part of a healthy relationship. And more than just for the relationship, it is a absolute necessity for the mental health and emotional health of the male involved. Yeah. Women can go without physical intimacy. They can't. At least sex, when I say that, physical intimacy. Females can substitute other things like sitting on the couch and cuddling and holding hands. Men cannot do that. Yeah. Um, ladies, I will love, I mean, sorry. Ladies, we love to be there with you and hold your hand and cuddle and snuggle and all of the other types. But sex is just as important, if not more, to a man than that. You have to recognize that. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you have to acquiesce every friggin' time, <laughs> but understand what can happen when the answer is always no, or that you say, fine, just get it over with. That's just, that's worse than a no. Yeah. Sex is important. Making your man feel like he is something and someone that you desire and you're still physically attracted to is just as important to him as it is to you that he show you he's still attracted to you and finds you desirous. Yeah. So let's, let's switch gears here and talk about the okay. next thing that is important for understanding how men think. Oh, yes. and that is, and that is the visualness of man of men We're we're visual creatures. Um, but, and, and, and more so than just like, we have, <laughs> you know, derog derogatorily speaking, uh, most men will usually refer to it as a spank bank, right? Okay. <laughs> we have like this treasure trove of porn happening in oh. the back of our heads. All right. Um, we, we do, we, we have, you know, there's like this. And we hate it. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Okay. Stop. We, we need to stop and start this over. I think before, cause that will make sense in a moment. Let's back up a couple steps. Well, we had to, we had to drop the hammer and at least you dropped the tease, it. But you yeah, dropped so let's, it. Okay. Yeah, so let's go back and so, set the stage. What Shanti actually talks about in this next chapter, the, the idea that men are visual. Yes. Men are visual. Everything we see, we catalog visually. We, we respond to things visually. That's who we yeah. are. But really what she exposes or reveals in this chapter is that men consistently and constantly struggle versus images of lust. Yes. So what, when you see a, um, a commercial for Victoria's Secret yeah. on TV, a man cannot and, and ladies go with me on this for just a minute okay men cannot not look we have it's to look absolutely impossible it's, it is yes. in our brain 
It happens. And I understand, ladies, well, well just don't look. Why? It's not a matter not of possible. not looking. Yeah. I said, hey, ladies out there, let's, let's take the wives who know your husband is a devoted husband and would never in a million years cheat on you. Right. I guarantee you, you've been out somewhere, whether it's a restaurant or a shopping mall or somewhere, and there's some gal in a skimpy outfit or just he's, some attractive he's lady. Her. He's noticed her. He's seen her. He's noticed her. You have watched him watch her and yeah. then subsequently watched him consciously try to not look at her. Right. I the, mean, looking best... everywhere and just trying to focus on anything and he's freaking out and he knows exactly where she's at because he's looking everywhere but there because he's already seen it and right. that image has burned into his mind right the best the best are when we see them over here it's like i ain't looking and she's like are you checking her out nope nope not but looking totally see it totally clear on the side of my eye but i <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm keeping a conscious, conscientious awareness exactly of where, where she's at, at. Right. So that it, I don't accidentally catch a glimpse again. And it's it's not lying if I'm not if I say I'm not looking at her. Right. No, I'm not I'm looking staring at her. Right face forward, <laughs> wide-eyed and creepy looking. Right. Because I'm not looking. And this is usually where your nervous and, and apprehensive guys will go, Oh my god, honey, did you see that? She right. was dressed in skimpy. That's crazy. No, I ain't right. looking. You look, is she, she's still over there? What is she doing? Isn't that, and that's creep. That's weird. Where's her yeah. parents? I swear the girl must be like, yeah. like, you know, I don't obviously know. she has daddy issues. Of course she does. What it is. Yeah. I totally. could. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, ladies, it is actually <laughs> in our head. We are, it's not, I meant, I made a, a reference to this at work. Actually, there was a gal. I'm going to tell on myself for a minute. So honey, bear with me. All right. But there was a gal at work who was walking. She walked down the hall in, um, they're like yoga pants. Do you know what I'm talking about? These workout yeah. pants. Yeah. And I actually got really pissed off. I got really upset. I was talking to a coworker and she walked by and I'm like, what the hell? Whoa, whoa. And I, and I did a double take because I, it was right there. Okay. And my coworker kind of looking at me and kind of giggled a little bit. I was like, no, you know what? That really pisses me off. Ladies, I'm gonna, this, is, this is real. So go with me and understand your husband's had to deal with this, okay? I said, that really upsets me. I said, you know, I am not a chauvinistic guy. I love my wife. I would never cheat on her. I don't consider myself a pig. I'm not that guy. I said, but unfortunately, some gal chooses to wear clothing to show parts of herself off yeah. on purpose. Mm -hmm. And it forces me into a very precarious and potentially dangerous position, depending upon who else may be around, where I notice that, unfortunately, yes, I, did, I had to look twice because I'm like, what the hell? Wait, what the heck is that? And now I'm in a, in a precarious position where I feel like I'm struggling with this idea of being a good person and somebody else perceiving me as a pig because I had absolutely no control over seeing what just happened. 
It yeah. just was in front of me. And that's not my fault. And guys out there, it is not your fault. Right. And Shanti actually explains that in great detail, even the physiology of the brain in detail. Sorry, I keep I keep talking. Go ahead. Yeah, you keep talking. Um, <laughs> you ha women have to understand that when a guy looks, when, a, when we see them, if we're with you, and we, you know, most men will will immediately they'll see they'll see that other woman, and, and then they avert their eyes very very quickly. And, and you have to understand that when men are doing that, they realize it's like wow, it's these are things that grab our attention, and then we see it, and we have to pull away because we're trying to honor you in the process. Yeah, we we, we don't we don't want you to see us doing that, but we can't we can't help. We can't help but look just even then that brief moment. And you know what? Sometimes, many times, this has happened to me. I'm sure it's happened with you where I'll notice a woman like that, but I'm not even sexually attracted to her, but no, I still can't help but notice. No, it, it's absolutely. It's, it's a visual response, right? Or, excuse me. It's, uh, it's a mental it's a, response it's a mental to response. a visual image. Right. Um, so there, it, it happens to me a lot. And I've been, since I've been reading this, I've been paying more attention to what I would either find sexually attractive versus not sexually attractive. Most of the time, I don't necessarily find them sexually attractive, it, but it, they're standing out. It's like, Correct. you might as well put a, be wearing a neon sign flashing, look here. Mm -hmm. So I can't help but look. And right. then it's like, you know, oh, what am I doing? You know, looking away. But, but the other thing that Shanti goes into, and which is what I, what I said at the beginning of this, is that we do have this whole file cabinet in the back of our heads of all these images. And most men have these images that go back years. In, in fact, many men have these images locked away in their brains that go back to teenage years. You know, even of girls they were, you know, had crushes on when they were in high school. Now, when you compound that with how sexualized our society is, you turn on the TV, watch any movie, and you're inundated with sexual images all the time. It's like, holy crap. What's, what's terrible about that, and I don't know about you, but what's terrible about that is sometimes these images just pop in your head. Oh, and yeah. it's like, you know, I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden it's like ass right in the face. It's like, where did that come from? You know? <laughs> Yeah, like wait, what? I wasn't even I wasn't even trying to think about that. I was trying to think about the bill I had to pay, and all of a sudden I got tits in my face. You know, it's like yep. I don't know where that come from. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm sorry to be crude there, but it it I'm trying to make a point where we're not we don't always we're not always trying to dig up these images, but when we see them, they kind of get like plastered and solidified and cemented into the backs of our brains, and they just these images just they, they pop up into our, into our, into our mental space. Right. Uh, and we're constantly like, you know, it's like flies and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like whack-a-mole, you know, they pop up, you mock them down. You're like, no, like, I'm not thinking it, about you. Away, you know, and then they, they to... pop, knock it off. I'm trying to have right. a conversation with my wife. And unfortunately right. ladies, that happens too. That happens too. So the old idea that men think about sex like 10,000 times a day, that's true, it's but true. that's not because they're actively thinking about it. Example, the song Every Rose Has Its Thorn comes on. 
I think about a rose. I remember the girl I first gave a rose to, boom, boobs pop in my face. I mean, that just happens. It's not a choice. It's not because I'm trying to actively think about it. And Lucy's laughing. His, he's like falling out of his chair like a lot of guys out there are because this happens to every guy all the time. Yeah. yeah. And so this happens even in conversations with our, with our wives, yeah. the weirdest things. Hot so, means. Hot. Um, Salsa. Yeah. <laughs> legs. Great. Crap. Yeah. Get out of my head, right? <laughs> I, I hear the, the, the commercial come on TV. Domingo, Domingo, Domingo. You know, and I think of the chick in the, the there's always a hot Latina chick on Telemundo always and every time that's why I can't listen I can't watch soccer that's well one of the hundred thousand reasons is because there's usually a Spanish announcer I'm over to Telemundo bingo here's the weather with the really hot chick telling me about how much rain they're going to get in the south and it just happens all the time and we can't help that that's not our fault images that we see actually and especially sexual ones light up the amygdala in our brain just like ladies when you experience an emotional response all of those things light up in the female brain the men's brains wired differently it's visual extremely oh. visual yeah Lady, women, if you ask your husband, remember we were talking about last night? I guarantee you he just had a sexual thought. It just happened. It just Because happened. he thought about last night. He jumped into right. bed. You were there. Whenever that was that it was great, boom, he was right there. Right. And you're like, you remember what that was? And he goes, wait, um, hold on. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, no. What were we talking about? He had a moment. It just happened. It's not his fault, but that that's men's brains are yeah. that way. Sorry. And it and often it's it's very um, intrusive. It's incredibly annoying. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredibly annoying. All right. And ladies, please, for the love of God, when you're trying to have a serious conversation with a good with a guy, do not adjust your clothing. Please do not adjust your clothing. I'm warning you. This is not a guy's fault. And this is a damn trap for a man. And married, faithful men struggle with this kind of stuff all the time because it's incredibly intrusive. You cannot have a conversation and fix your blouse or tuck it in behind. Because bingo, his attention just went everywhere you didn't want and everywhere he didn't want to. He yeah. didn't want that. But it happens. Right. The, the biggest the biggest thing here is um, the biggest takeaway, I think, for women to at least walk away from this section in a positive way is that, and I mentioned it briefly earlier, but that is we can see a beautiful woman and not have a sexual desire toward that woman. That, hap that happens to me a lot where I can see some, I see a woman and I think, wow, she's really pretty. And that's where it ends. It ends at that moment. Yep. I, I, it doesn't go beyond that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not thinking about, you know, having sex with her. I don't want to have sex with her because I know that there's every guy looks at, every guy does this. We look at something and go, wow, she's really pretty, but she's probably messed up. <laughs> well, <laughs> and be, beyond that, ladies, you know what? It's, it's not possible for a guy to not notice a pretty lady in a crowded room. Right. But he we, will. Not by we, his choice, but right. that doesn't mean he is going to compare you to her 
or her to you. Correct. That doesn't mean that he wants her and doesn't want you. That doesn't mean he even goes through 101,000 mental images of what that might be like should he ever get it. Right. That's not where it's at. It's simply what the whole point that Shanti, I think, brings up in this book is to recognize that men are not capable of not looking, but recognize, ladies, that they struggle with that hardwired part of their brain more than you do. Yeah. So let them struggle and get that out. And trust me, they'll be right there with you. Don't yeah. browbeat them for noticing the pretty lady in the red dress. All of my Matrix fans out there, there's a, that's exactly what we're talking about. You notice yeah. the pretty woman in the red dress. Correct. And, you know, there are a lot of women, and I'm not saying every woman, but I, there are a lot of women who do put on the red dress because they want to be noticed. Sure. Um, and, and you're just appealing right to the wiring in our brains. Um, you're, you're drawing that attention, you're drawing our eye, but you know, we know that we're with you and you know, we, we know that we want to be with our spouse. We want to be with that woman that we love and, um, we, and we love you with all of your imperfections and we don't want to have, we don't want to go and have sex with that, with that one. Yeah, she's pretty, but she's not you. That's what you have to, that's the big thing that I want women to understand is yes, I may see somebody and go, wow, she's really pretty, but you know what? She's not you. I want to have sex with you. I don't want to have sex with her. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't want to have sex with her. Even if she were to throw it at me and I don't want, I don't want that. I want you. I chose you and I didn't choose her and I have no desire to pursue that. And I have no desire to think about that. Right. At all. Right. And men, what I don't think men really understand or believe that women, this is so foreign to women. And I think um, actually Shanti actually relayed a story where she and her husband, Jeff, were actually having a conversation about this because her husband couldn't wrap his head around the idea that women are not visual. You know, there's no um, images of uh, Tom Cruise or Sean Connery or whoever. I don't know, whoever the hot uh, Ryan Reynolds. There you go. I'll throw that one out for my wife's benefit. Um, That image doesn't just pop up in you guys's head, you know, over the next two weeks after seeing him in a movie where he takes his shirt off or God knows what. Right, right. For a guy without any control or any want or any desire, I don't care how strong-willed the guy is, those images pop up. If I see Jennifer Aniston in, I don't care, even a tube top, I'm going to have that image pop up in my head probably a good 20 times in the next week. That's not because it's by choice. It's just there. Yeah. So don't hate us for what happens in our brains automatically. Yeah. Don't be mad at us if we happen to avert our eyes. I mean, you know, talk to your man. And if it bothers you, let him know that it bothers you. <laughs> and I guarantee you, the good men out there are going to be averting their eyes. They're not going to be, they're going to, they're, they're, they might notice really quick and they're going to pull away because they're, they want to honor you and not be staring at her. Yeah. Um, and if you see, if you see that your man is actually doing that, where he looks and then looks away really quick. He's doing it because of you. If you weren't there, if your relationship didn't exist, he would continue to stare. Sure. But because he's in a relationship with you, he doesn't want to be doing that. And so acknowledge that and at least let him know that you appreciate that. Yeah. So let's talk about romance. All right. Let's talk about romance. 
Because but what one of the things that Shanti Feldon discovered was that men actually do want romance. Yes. <clears throat> the 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 misconception is that men are generally unromantic. Right. Where in reality, men really appreciate romance, but yeah. they're kind of afraid of it. Right. 84% of men polled said that they desire romance. 84%. That's crazy. That, that is, that, that's huge. That's a huge amount. Remember, thousands of men took the survey and 84% of men said, yeah, very much so that they want that they want romance. Here's here's the interesting thing, and I've been in this. I've been in similar situations. Um, we talked about again earlier before in the last episode how we don't really know what we're 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 faking it most of the time. We're trying things out, um, and we're, we're just we're faking it till we make it in a in a in many respects um, in a lot of areas of our lives. Um, one of the things that really affects men deeply. I felt this way. I I this ha this has happened to me in the past. Um, but when men try to be romantic and then you criticize something that we were doing that is that we were putting a lot of energy and thought process into um, you know if it doesn't live up to your expectations that just wounds us to yeah. the core. And then guess what happens? We don't want to try again. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been in this situation where I won't go into all the details of the of the planning, but I remember one year for for Valentine's Day, and Valentine's Day it has a way of kind of catching up with a lot of us. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, it's you know it's in two days. What am I going to do? And you know, and now there you can't get a reservation anywhere, and everything's filled up. And what am I? You know, and so I went through, I, so for the, you know, a couple of days agonizing and trying to plan something and trying to figure out something that was simple and racking my brain about what can I do now? Cause it's kind of late and I was still two days away. So, but for two days, I'm thinking about, I'm spending a lot of energy for one person in my life to do something that is romantic and, and for her. And then when it, you know, when I executed it, she sat there and was like, so this is it? Oh. Oh. And I didn't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, screw you then. You know, that was my reaction. I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say that, but that's how I felt, right? Inside, right. I felt, well, well, then piss off. I'm not going to do this anymore. If I'm going to, you know, if, if I'm going to bust my ass and try to think about something and do something that I think is special for you. And you can't even see that I, that what I was trying to do was for you and you can't see that. And you're going to just ridicule that or criticize that. Then I don't want to, I don't want to do anything any, again for you. Right. Um, and, a, and most men feel that way. Most yeah. men feel that way. So if you criticize them or you're like, that's it. And if and and then if you wonder why your why your boyfriend or why your husband stops trying to be romantic with you, you probably torpedoed it. Well, and again, we're not talking. We're talking about those men who really want to be in those relationships with their yes. wives, spouses. Not, I'm not talking about all the dirtbags out there. Because you know what? There's there's a whole handful of them that go, I I don't believe in Valentine's Day or this sure. or that and I'm so the hell of that. I don't care about those guys. And talking about watermelons, you, ladies. I didn't not... mention the mangoes. <laughs> yeah. 
So we still like the mango. What I, I, what I think was actually really interesting in me thinking about this was ladies, the, the end product, whatever that is that we give you, here you go, honey. Even if it's poop, we're proud of it. And I guarantee you, you have no idea the mental and emotional turmoil that your man has gone through for a while to get whatever that is to you. And unfortunately, we spend guys, I know, I know most of the guys out there, we spend so much time and energy trying to figure out. It's like a Rubik's Cube. We got to figure out what the perfect gift is, what the perfect moment is, what the perfect item is that we could pass to you to elicit the emotional response and romantic response we're looking for. Ladies, way back when, when we first started our courtship of you, we were very... Yeah, I caught that, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We were very involved and, and things we would do, whether it was, um, you know, we, we get you some flowers and we get a little, you know, a little food and we go to the park and we sit out under the stars and we talk and we just, you know, what, where all of that stuff is very romantic and eliciting a lot of emotional response. I guarantee you from that moment onward, we're trying to duplicate it because we loved it just as much as you did. Right, right. Unfortunately, you're always having to up the bar a little bit just to try and get that same thing. And what 20, have you done for me lately? Right. 20 some <laughs> odd years later, we're out of ideas, but right, we right. still try and we struggle with that all the time. So yeah. God forbid if on a Valentine's Day, we show up with, you know, a happy meal and honey, I really tried happy valentine's day and he's got that look of defeat on his face it's probably because the 900 other things he tried and everything else he had did not come together for god yeah. knows whatever reason i guarantee you it's not because he doesn't want it and that's what i think ladies miss we want it whether it's some guys genuinely don't know how or they're not sure what really is going to mean something to you so they do the best thing that they can and try and doing something that they like this is a good place for that really needs to have open dialogue way before valentine's and anniversary and it's yeah. not about hey honey your anniversary is coming up what would what do you want or valentine's day what material thing can i go get you it's about having conversation all the time with your spouse and your loved one about what kind of things you really enjoy. Maybe what kind of things you used to do that you really miss. Um, and don't be surprised if you mention one night, you're like, man, do you remember that one time where we sat at the park and talked under the stars? And for Valentine's Day, next thing you know, you're it's 10 o'clock at night and you're out into the park and the cops are kicking you out because, you know, that's what he thought he was trying to be romantic. This is the kind of mental gymnastics that men go through trying to find those ways to elicit that genuine response from you. Cause we right. really do want that. Well, and really. you know, one thing to keep in mind is that um, most men want to 
play with their their wife and their spouse. They and by that it's what? <laughs> no. Let me no. let me explain. Okay, let me, oh, sorry. Let, let me let me explain. So men like to. You, there are a lot of men who want to go do guy things, but they they want to do it with you. That men men interpret you going with them and doing those kind of guy things, whether it's um, you know going to going to the shooting range or going fishing or you, you know going to the gun show or something. They they want to be with you, and so for for a man, they're yeah, you know what, you're going and doing something that the guy likes to do. And I'm not saying that every single thing that a guy should be doing is whatever he wants to do. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm, tr I'm trying to let women know that you have to, one, you have to tell your guy what you want and what you like. And, and that helps. That goes a long way, like what Jason was just saying. It goes, it's tremendous. If you can articulate what you think is, is romantic and, and you give him those ideas, Believe me, he's going to remember those things and he's going to want to do those things. But then also remember that it's not always about you either. There, this, this is a relationship that's a two-way street and he wants to go do things that he wants to do that he finds romantic. And guess what? That might be going and watching that action movie that he's been waiting to come out and, and he, wants, he wants to be there with you. Yeah, he knows you don't like action films, but guess what? He took you to that candlelight dinner you know, last month and now the movie's coming out and he thinks, well, let's go do what I want to go do. And he wants to take you. He wants to be with you. So men often interpret a romantic night for them is doing those things and playing with you, going out and doing something that he enjoys. This is another example where I had something thrown in my face. You know, I, my friends know that I'm a big gamer. I have, I play video games. I like all those kinds of stuff. I wanted to do something that was that I thought would be fun and engaging, and it would—I I thought it would be—it uh, would be um, entertaining for the two of us, and we would have good conversation while we're doing it. So I got—I went to a game store and I got a couple of little um, uh, two-player games, you know, that were different than just chess and checkers. And it was like two player games. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice to maybe pick her up and go to go to Starbucks, get a coffee or something, or, you know, go get pie and, and play a game and we can laugh and have fun and, you know, and, and just kind of experience that time together. And, and you know what? Why the hell would I want to go do that? <laughs> Screw you. I'll get rid of the games. I'm going in the trash bin now. I <laughs> Piss off. I don't want to go and do that with you anymore. Um, you know, so and so. There was a, what I thought would have been a very nice time. We didn't, I didn't want to do it every single time, but she didn't, you know, she threw it right. And I was like, well, then to hell with you then. I didn't right. say that, but that's what, you know, that's how I felt. And that's, that was my initial reaction. And again, if you don't want to do those things that I think are going to be romantic and I'm trying to find some things, well, then it's not going to happen. Yep. Yep. And this, this was, um, um, I use the fishing the going fishing example this is a really easy one, I think, for ladies and men to relate to. So, all right. Husband and wife get up for the day. They go fishing together. He takes her with her or with him and they go out fishing and they come back. She goes and tells her friends. Um, she goes, well, what did you do this weekend? Oh, my husband wanted to go fishing on Saturday. So we went and we got up really early 
and I was out there and it was really hot and I hate fishing, but we caught fish and I don't even like fish and I got worm guts and dirt underneath my fingers and this stuff and I'm out there and I had to put sunscreen on all day and we got overheated and I we caught fish and, and I smelled like fish and all first thing I had to do was come home take a shower and I just wanted to go to bed I was so tired it sucked man tells his friends hey what'd you do this weekend oh it was great you know I've been I've been thinking for a while that my wife and I don't ever get the chance to spend any time together or do anything just us we're always at the house we're always doing something we're tied to work I said screw it you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna get us out away where our cell phones don't work and it's just us so I said hey honey we're gonna go fishing she's been fishing with me a couple times and it would be great so we got us up we went out it was just us two we were on the boat we talked we bullshit we caught some fish but it wasn't really what it was about it was just about us being out there it got kind of hot, so we didn't stay out there all day. But you know what? Man, I needed that. It was great. It was just the two of us. We haven't spent time just the two of us together like that for a while. Yeah. Ladies, that's how your guy thinks. That's, in his mind, he's being, essentially, I know that sounds hard to believe, but romantic. He's, right. he's sacrificing everything else. He wants to spend the day with you. Right. And instead of looking at that, if you bring up all just the negative stuff, smelling like fish, worm guts under your fingers, you're hot, you're tired, you get sunscreen, you didn't want to do anything, and you and it you sucked, missed the point. You missed it all. You missed it completely. And if he hears that, well, then fuck. Why do I even try? Screw it. I might as well just go fishing by myself. I'll actually go out and, and really fish. Yeah. I mean, I, I spent the whole damn day untangling your line and messing with your bobber and showing you how to tie a swivel, which didn't work. And I mean, I could focus on all that stuff, but I was just happy to be out with you. Right. Right. So just take a moment to look at it from the other perspective. And guys, in all fairness, maybe fishing isn't really romantic. Is it something that might be fun for you guys to do together? Yes. If she wants to be a part of that. If she right. doesn't, not the opportunity or not the choice um for activities right so let's talk about the last one here um Go. and and this one is this one is this dangerous one's very territory. touchy yeah this one's i'm gonna dangerous. let you take this one i'm just gonna sit back uh, okay <laughs> put my little my little floaties on in my arms so i don't yeah, drown. You put your water weight no i'll let you i won't let you drown entirely Entirely, but, but so you're gonna watch gonna, me flail around. I'm gonna enjoy watching you struggle for a little bit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so uh on this one, and and Shanti even she even sets the stage that this one is touchy. She understands that this one is pretty touchy. Um, but ladies, your your appearance matters. It does. Your appearance matters. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. drop, and Mike I'm drop. out. It's now, been real, guys. <laughs> But here's here's the thing. It doesn't mean you have to be the epitome of beauty. It doesn't mean you have to be a size two. It doesn't mean you have to even lose weight. What it means is we want to be with somebody who at least cares about what they look like when they're with us. You may be a little overweight. You may be a lot overweight. But you know what? If you wear clothes that fit your body and you take a little bit of time to maybe put a little bit of makeup on when you're going to go out for dinner and you don't look like you just walked out of Walmart. We all know what that, when I say that, right. When you, 
we all we've all seen the horrid pictures that happen in Walmart, right? We we don't we don't as guys we don't want to. You have to understand we love going out into public with you when you look beautiful on our arm. We don't expect you to be perfect. No, in fact, we don't even want you to be perfect. I one time read this story. I thought it was really hard. I thought it was it was very touching. Um, a wife wanted to do something really special for her husband. And so she had these, these um, she knew a photographer and she had some very, very classy black and white photos of her where she was, you know, wearing some lingerie or whatever. And I, I'm sure a lot of women have wanted to do that for their husbands. And it was a very nice picture shoot. Um, and when the, you know, she had all the, she had the pictures touched up, you know, in Photoshop and, you know, make her, made her look better, better than what she was. And when she gave the pictures to her husband, he was actually shocked. And he said, you, but this isn't you. You covered up all of the blemishes and you covered up everything. And she said, well, I wanted to get rid of all of my, my stretch marks and, 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 and those, those sorts of things. And he said, yeah, but honey, those stretch marks, you got those bearing my children. Mm -hmm. and, and you covered up the woman that I actually love. Yeah. Um, yeah, we want, we, we're not asking you to be, you know, a centerfold playboy model. We're, we, we just want you to look like you did give a damn. Right. I mean, nothing, nothing is more frustrating for a guy who watches his, his spouse, his wife, eat bags of potato chips day in and day out and not give a crap about how she looks. And, and just watch her put 50 pounds on and then watch her try to squeeze in the clothes that don't fit her anymore. And, and, or, you know, she goes to, she goes to the grocery store in pajamas with him. We don't, we want somebody that we want the world to recognize the beauty that we see in you. Right. And so when you just say, screw it, I don't give a crap what I look like and you embrace looking like a bag of ass, that affects us. It affects us tremendously, psychologically and emotionally. Um, we, again, we, we don't, we're not asking you to lose weight. We're not asking you to be the epitome of health or the beauty or all that kind of stuff. We want you to recognize the beauty that we see in you and, and just at least care that you want to be around us. Go ahead. Um, this this is not about weight ladies this has nothing to do with weight now if you're out there listening to me and you're 500 pounds okay it has to do with weight for you okay <laughs> but <laughs> but no, we're not talking to those men or women either <laughs> oh that would hurt uh, sorry oh. i got him right as he was drinking in the last bit of his coke uh, um, oh my god that hurt <laughs> this is not about weight this is not men out there saying ladies we want you to be skinny because that's right. not it right there was you know when you see a even a fairly we'll just say a larger woman who looks like she's actually taking care of herself she has oh, yeah. poise she has class in, in her presentation and how she there that's the epitome of what i call big is beautiful because yeah. big is, can still be very beautiful. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I enjoy going to, you know, the, the dress up ballroom kind of gown events. I, not that I necessarily care to get in my tux and, and wear all that, but getting dressed up when my wife and she is absolutely not the same size she was when we first got together, but she is a gorgeous woman. And when my wife puts on that evening gown and gets dressed up and I hold out my arm and feel pride. Oh my gosh. I'm walking on cloud nine and I, I love, and I don't want to say, I don't want to use the term parading her around, but I love presenting her around a room. She glows. And we want, we want other men to at least to to look at us and say, wow, you did good. I get that. You did good. Good on you, brother. Yeah, I get it's If we, when she glows, I shine. Of course. And if you rolled into that kind of, if you rolled into that environment, into that ballroom and with a woman who looks like a bag of ass with rollers in her hair and, you and know, her give up a, pants on and a, yeah, give up pants and, <laughs> you know, and slippers, you're going to, you're going to feel embarrassed. Yeah. As a guys, we feel embarrassed and, you know, and for women who go, he needs to love me and blah, 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 blah. We do love you. He and does that's why love we you. We want you to look good. We want. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with wanting you to look as beautiful as we f- believe you are, as we see you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with us wanting the world to to see what we see in you. Yeah. Um, and and we talked about earlier how if it's a natural reaction for men to notice a pretty woman. I notice women that are not size two. I notice women oh, that yeah. are overweight but i'm noticing them because what have they done they've they they've done their hair well they're they have their makeup is done well they're wearing clothes that that fit their bodies and accentuate their curves and you just said uh, overweight women can look really beautiful yes when they when they dress appropriately and they and they acknowledge that they, they're beautiful and i noticed that uh, I, I noticed those women right away and I'm like, wow, she's really pretty. Yep. I see that all the time. Um, so I and, we see it not only just in the size two women, but in the size, you know, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> the other sized women. The other well, sized women, right? And, and we see that beauty. We see it. That's the thing. I, I really don't believe that that most men are really attracted to the size two ladies. I really don't. Yeah. Unfortunately, ladies, understand but... this. What we just talked about earlier about men are visual. The size two ladies are the ones that are always flashed in our face. Yeah. They're yeah. the ones on TV. They're the right. ones on in the commercials and in the magazines and on the billboards and on the this and on the that and on the everywhere. That's what gets flashed in our face. So yes, it catches our attention, but right. that's not what we're looking for. So again, right. this is not about wives, girlfriends, ladies out there. We're not saying get your butt on the treadmill and lose 50 pounds and be miserable because trust me, miserable is not attractive. Right. What we're saying is have pride in yourselves and in your body, because when you are prideful, we are proud of you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when you feel sexy, we are sexually attracted to you. It's right. the same, same. Yeah. 
So that's what that's about. So let's, let's wrap this whole series up with the final question. So there was a really interesting question and this is a really good segue into it. Um, during the survey, it, they asked, what, um, what was the question? What is the one thing? So this, and I thought this was beautiful. I really thought this was beautiful. Uh, it was an open-ended question that they asked men on, who took the survey. And it was, what is the one thing that you wish your wife, significant other knew but you feel you can't explain to her or tell her. The overwhelming response um, to this question was simply this, and that is how much I love her. Oh uh, yeah, easy. And easy. You know, most most women just don't. We 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 tell them. You know, we tell you all the time that we love you. But we can't, we don't, we never, as men, we never feel like we can adequately express just how much we do love you. And what most, what I think a lot of women um, don't, don't understand is when a, when a, when a man loves a woman, there's a song about it. When a man loves a woman, <laughs> go listen to that song. He will what is like, there's like a, I don't even know the, the exact lyrics, right? But it's like, are you, and will, <laughs> he will sleep in the pouring rain for you, right? Yep. We will crawl through glass on fire for you. And we can't articulate exactly that level of emotion to you strong enough for you to truly understand that we will do those things when we love you. And all well, we can really do is say, honey, I love you or bring you flowers now and then, but that's a fraction of what we're trying to, to convey. Well, and it's not just, I think the biggest key really here is it's not what we will do for you. It's what okay. we do for you that right now that we know you don't see, and right. we know you can never truly understand. I think, I don't think I'm alone in saying my wife in one way shape or form consumes my thoughts emotions and daily life every day it right. she does everything i do there is an aspect of my wife involved in it when i'm at work if i'm doing the best job i can it's because i know i'm doing i'm fulfilling my provider role and i'm bringing home so that i can provide for my wife if i do something stupid it's the fear and the inadequacy in that moment that may cost me my job and also hurt the provider feeling that will put be bad for my wife if i'm thinking about going home and on my way home, stopping to get groceries, it's so that I know that my wife won't have to, and I'm doing that for my wife. It is every single thing in every part of the day. And if it's not because I feel I have to. Because you want to. Ladies, wives, honey, it's because I love you so much. I want to do all of those things that I do every single day for you because i love you and and the other thing the other the other side to that is when a man truly loves a woman that much the thing that he he wants to do is he you know we we think that we're failures all the time and we're constantly battling the fact that we're gonna fail and we don't 
And, and one of the things that we're always striving to do is when we love a woman so much, all we want to do is to be better for her so we can finally feel like we deserve her. <laughs> and we're constantly just trying, how do I get better so that I can truly deserve to be with her and call, you know, and so she's proud of me. We want you to be proud of us. And when we love you that much, all we're trying to do is prove to you and show you, and not, not even prove, it's not about proving my love to anybody. It's trying to be better for you and to show you how much you actually mean right. to me. Right. So when we stop home and we get home early and we hit the grocery store on the way home and you go, wow, you did that? Oh, thank you so much. You didn't get milk? Oh, I forgot. Well, I guess I'll just go. I'll go get it. We need it for the kids tomorrow. Bam! Right in the balls. Right, right in the balls. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. All right. Well, that was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> we know how to close them out. Right. <laughs> so now we're going to ship. So we finished. So that's the, that's the four women only. I recommend that everybody pick up the book and give it a shot. Um, and it's, yeah, it's written to women about how men think and what men want, but I highly encourage men to read it too, because you'll probably realize like I have, and you're reading it right now. And I think like you have that, wow, we're actually normal. You know, we, you think, I'm sure a lot of men have felt this way where that you're thinking, yeah, I should, I shouldn't be this way. And I don't know why I'm think, thinking this way or why I'm feeling this thing. Um, it's normal. And once you recognize that you're normal, the whole world seems to kind of open up about your relationship. And now you have a better understanding of how to approach those troubled times or those issues that you might be experiencing with your wife. And you now have the ability to communicate them in a way that she's probably going to be able to understand. So I recommend everybody go, go check out the book, pick it up. It, it's on Kindle. You can get a hard copy of it if you want to be able to make notes and yep. scribble notes on it and all that kind of good stuff, yep. but definitely go pick it up. And we're going to be talking about the second book next week. We're going to start next week and we're going to be unpacking women's heads and what goes on in the, the minds of women during relationships. Um, so, you know, as a guy, I learned a lot. Yep. And so too. for any couples out there listening, get these books. I'm not even going to suggest it. I'm going to tell you, get them. Just get them. Yeah. Just get them. You know, um, yeah. My wife and I are reading these together. I am reading the four women only book right now. I know this sounds ridiculous, but even in the introduction, Shanti actually does recommend that you do this. And I know now why ladies start with the for men only read them simultaneously. And when you're done, switch books. If nothing else, this will allow you a basis of understanding and a good place for you and your spouse to be able to have meaningful communicative conversation. And I'm telling you, there's, there's, it's only a benefit. And then talk about them, ask them. Ask and they're short. Talk. They're not long books. They're not long books at all. They read really quickly, but talk about them and ask and say, Hey, do you really feel this way? Tell me and be open, just be open-minded about it. And you, you'd probably be surprised by how much you'll learn about your spouse and how much more uh, value and appreciation you'll get out of your relationship because you'll know that you're just normal. 
And yeah. you just need and to figure out a way to communicate about these things. If, if nothing else, I've already learned. All of these things, these things seem overwhelmingly obvious to me because I'm a guy. Right. But obviously, they're we not apparent that. to my wife. Right, right. Which allows me in the heat of the moment, and this has already happened a lot, <laughs> where she's done something or said something or made a comment or whatever. And my first reaction would normally have been to get upset or pissed off. I've been able to stop myself yeah. and say, she doesn't understand yet why I'm about ready to get upset. Right. So maybe I shouldn't get upset yet. Yes. And we should talk about why this upsets me. Right. So it's incredibly helpful. I highly recommend it to any couple out there, whether you're struggling or not. Or not. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's worth definitely. your time. So it'll be really interesting getting into the into the second book next week. Um, as always, you can get all of our stuff off of our website at fusionunderground.net. You can also find us on Facebook at AZ Fusion Underground. Um, good stuff. So all of our podcasts, everything is out there. Um, you'll find links to everything. And what if you have just a little uh, podcast listener on your phone, just do a search for Fusion Underground. We pop up, be able to subscribe and be able to catch all of our shows. For Jason Moret, I'm Manuel Ramirez. You've been listening to the Fusion Underground. Peace, we're late. Have a good night. <laughs>